Hello and welcome to the Nursing Standard podcast. I'm journalist Erin Dean and this episode focuses on monkeypox, a disease related to smallpox that is caused by infection with the monkeypox virus. It's recently hit the news as a growing number of cases have been identified across the UK and it's also being spotted in many other countries around the world. By early July, there were more than 1,300 cases in the UK and, according to the UK Health Security Agency, numbers in this outbreak are continuing to grow. In this podcast, I've been joined by Belinda Loftus, a sexual health nurse and a manager at the Spectrum Community Health Social Enterprise, which provides enhanced primary care services across the north of England. Belinda is also a committee member at the British Association for Sexual Health and and HIV. Thanks for joining me today, Belinda. We're going to be talking a bit about what monkeypox is and what nurses need to know about it. And just a quick caveat to listeners that the World Health Organization are going to rename monkeypox to reduce the stigma associated with the name, but are yet to do so. Um, So, Belinda, can you tell me a bit about monkeypox um, and how it is transmitted and if any people are at particularly high risk? Okay, so it was um, a relatively rare disease um, and it's caused by an infection with the monkeypox virus. It is related to, but it is distinct from the viruses that cause smallpox, that cause smallpox and cowpox. And for those of you who like their um, medical history, they will know about Edward Jenner and his um, smallpox and cowpox vaccination process. It was discovered in a Danish lab in around 1958. And the first case of human monkeypox was described in 1970. So the first cases in the Danish lab were actually in monkeys that they were experimenting on. And then the human monkeypox virus was described in 1970, which coincided with the um, eradication of um, smallpox. Most cases and most cases in the UK have been associated with travel to Central and West Africa. So there are two what we call clades. There is the West Africa clade and the Central Africa one um, linked to countries like Nigeria, Cameroon, Democratic Republic of Congo. And in 2003, there was an outbreak in in the United States of America, which was um, related to the importation of rodents from Africa. So because it's found in pets and humans and there is transition between animals and humans, it's a zoonosis um, organism. So that means it can be transmitted from from humans to humans from animals. And in this case, I think the the animal host is most likely going to be a rodent of some description. So how is it spread? It's generally not considered spread easily between people. Um, it is close bodily contact. So the person comes into contact with either an infected animal, an infected human, or materials contaminated with the virus. So, for example, bedding. Uh, and there was only one known transmission of a case into a healthcare worker, and that was, in fact, from infected bedding in the hospital ward. So it's relatively difficult and it enters the body through broken skin or um, and they're tiny, tiny cuts and abrasions usually. Uh, the respiratory tract, so the, if the patient has some sort of upper respiratory um, symptom and they're coughing, then uh, you can acquire it through that through your respiratory tract and also mucous membranes, so your nose, your eyes, your mouth. So it's close 
contact with clothing and linens, um, bedding, towels, things that have been used by that infected person, direct contact with the lesions or the scabs of the monkeypox virus, or close bodily contact through coughs and sneezes. And usually the incubation period is about five to 21 days after coming into contact with it. And the 21 days marker is also the isolation period if you have come into contact with it. So it's quite a long period of time you have to isolate. Yes, it definitely is. So three weeks. And and from the, the current outbreak in the UK, do we know if any particular groups or communities are at higher risk? So there are some higher risk communities, yes. So the the healthcare workers who are working in labs and those on high um, consequence infectious disease units and new 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 cohort of workers involved in that is now sexual health workers who are directly involved in the assessment of those patients who might have possible or potential monkeypox cases. And then what seems to be presenting in the UK at the minute is generally affecting the gay, bisexual and men who have sex with men community. Not entirely exclusive to them, but the majority of the cases are related to that community. And what are the signs and symptoms that nurses should be looking out for that might suggest that someone um, has monkeypox? So first and foremost, I think it's important to keep it in perspective that it is a, usually a mild and a self-limiting illness for most people. And usually patients are just sent home to kind of see it out and, and they don't need any intervention. Um, and that's particularly relevant for the West African strain. The central strain tends to be more severe. Um, and if it does become severe, it can progress to multi-organ involvement, um, but that is unusual. Um, it can be more severe in those people who might be more susceptible to infection, so children, pregnant women, immunosuppressed. And generally the fever, the illness begins with a fever, headache, muscle aches, backaches, or typical viral symptoms. Um, and then it can progress to the rash. So after about five days after the fever, rash can develop um, and then it's it can spread to other parts of the body. So is that rash quite distinctive? Um, it can be, but it also can be quite difficult to diagnose as well. So um, there is differential diagnosis of chickenpox, for example, herpes. Um, and when they're presenting in sexual health services, syphilis also needs to be thought about. So nurses need to think about other conditions um, to rule out first that might also present with a similar rash. Yeah, and particularly if that person is not is not going to fit into the, the high risk cohort. So if they're female, for example, presenting with a rash, um, no travel history to Central West Africa, um, then and no and no contact with bisexual men, then obviously we would be thinking more wider than perhaps monkeypox. And, and which settings um, are nurses most likely to come across someone with the virus? You know, who, who needs to be most alert to these signs and symptoms and thinking about it most, do you think? Well, I mean, for obviously sexual health services, because that's where patients have been directed to in a lot of cases. Um, but I suppose any any setting where there is a, a degree of ambulatory care, so 
accident and emergency, uh, walking centres, primary care, and of course the um, infectious disease units who will be very familiar in dealing with monkeypox um, much more than we are in sexual health. So nurses across quite a wide range of settings need to be aware of, of the signs and symptoms by the sound of it. It, it, it would seem so in this situation, but I think um, the, the symptoms are also very generic and viral-like. So I think if you look at the data of the number of people infected and where that part of the country is, I think nurses also have to keep in perspective the likelihood of it being something else as well. So not to panic really is what I'm saying. Don't panic and don't assume it, it's in the first instance that it's monkeypox because it might well be something else. So that touches on what nurses should do if they suspect someone does have it. So the first thing is is to rule out other more likely options, is it, would you say? Um, so, yes, I think I think if you do think that you have a potential or probable case, which if you want to look up those, di um, those definitions, that you can go to the government website of what a potential and probable case definition is. Um, if you are concerned that it's monkeypox, then I would firstly put my PPE on before I made contact with the patient. If you don't have any PPE, then I would suggest you keep one metre away from them um, and try and do your assessment either over the phone and keep any face-to-face -face contact to a minimum, which of course with COVID we are very good at that now as nurses, I think. And it's a very similar principle of, um, of COVID, you know, uh, wash your hands, keep the space and if you have a patient who has got upper respiratory symptoms or you are able to get an FFP3 mask on, um, put an FF3P mask on. And if they don't have any respiratory symptoms, then FFP2 is adequate. And does anyone in particular need to be alerted or do you escalate your concerns in, in the normal way to in the normal clinical way? So there is. Um, quite different pathways depend on where you are. So you probably need to take advice on where your local pathway, testing pathway directs you to. Um, if it is a patient who you suspect has probably got sexually acquired monkeypox, then your local sexual health service will be able to help with that and you can probably just ring them directly. Otherwise, you will probably need to take advice as to where you escalate that through to on your um, local pathway. If it, you think it's travel related, then it still goes through the usual um, HCID route. So that's the high consequence infectious diseases pathway, which again is different, different areas. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned it's, it's generally um, a mild um, illness. What treatment options are there available? Are, are there are there any treatments? So there is, yeah, there is a, um, a couple of um, medicines which are used for um, the control of outbreaks of monkeypox. So that's Cidofovir, I should have practised these before, Cidofovir and Tecovirumat. Um, but the strategy at the minute which we, we are taking is to vaccinate people. 
So we're going to vaccinate particular groups of people who were uh, who were particularly at risk of acquiring the infection. Those people who are old enough to have been vaccinated for smallpox might also experience a milder disease. So um, they may have been vaccinated in childhood or they may have been vaccinated for travel purposes, maybe a little bit later in life. Um, but they may experience a milder disease as well, which is helpful. And the vaccination, uh, the vaccine is very effective, I think, isn't it? In yeah. The so it is this it is a smallpox vaccine um but it's considered very effective against monkeypox and it has been used previously so it's not um something we're not familiar with using for the management of monkeypox nurses need to be concerned if they've cared for someone with the virus uh, not if they've followed the guidance so they've got their ppe on or they've remained one meter distant or they've um um you know, there, there will be a degree of isolation required if that patient is suspected a potential possible case of monkeypox. But we usually send the patient's tests off. And once we either get a negative returned, um, then that the contacts can come out of isolation if that patient's negative. If they're not, they'll have to maintain that isolation for 21 days. But we can give the vaccination as a prof a post exposure prophylaxis as well as a pre exposure prophylaxis um, so that that would also be administered um, if someone had been in contact with monkeypox and not maintained their PPE or one metre distance. Yeah, so there is good protection um, options in in this in this instance, isn't there? That there's things that you can take after exposure that will protect you well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and what public health advice should nurses, perhaps particularly in sexual health settings, um, be giving um, people they see to reduce their risk? So to reduce their risk, it, it's I mean, it's skin to skin contact. So we generally just give preventative strategies for good sexual health. Um, so all the things that sexual health nurses will be familiar with. So um, there isn't anything specific to monkeypox apart from consider the number of partners you're having sex with during this outbreak, avoid the high risk events, um, you know, high sex, um, high numbers, sexual partners, sex parties, etc. And avoid areas of high risk where you don't know the cleaning regime. So um, sex venues, if you're not clear about their cleaning regimes, how they change their bedding, um, all, all the things where monkeypox can be transmitted through towels and bedding, then um, you should really avoid those in the current period. And then the rest of it is just related to good sexual health. So get tested regularly, condoms, PEP, PrEP. But of course, because it's skin to skin contact, close bodily contact, none of these things will prevent you getting monkeypox particularly. And if you do become infected with monkeypox, the current advice is that you use condoms for eight weeks after you've been infected. Um, now that guidance might change as the evidence unfolds, but that's the current guidance. Um, and obviously we've all, we've just been through the pandemic, so concerns around viruses are possibly higher than they would have been before. Um, how concerned do we need to be about this outbreak, do you think? I think the, in short, the answer is not very, um, but 
because it's currently affecting very specific cohorts of people. There are associated risks with that acquisition. It's a very self-limiting illness and at most it's probably inconvenient. So you do obviously have to isolate. Um, it's You have to isolate from people you live with. You have to isolate things like towels, bedding, sharing things that you might ordinarily share with family members. Um, anyone you live with would, would need to be vaccinated and isolated. So it does become very inconvenient. But other than that, it's relatively um it's something that really we need to be aware of but perhaps not escalating our concerns beyond what we would ordinarily be concerned about and of course the vaccination strategy as that you know this first case was early may and the vaccination strategy has been rolled out by early july so hopefully that will be an adequate control measure and and very soon we'll be on top of this this incident very quickly. We do, I don't think we need to be particularly concerned, but we need to be aware and we need to be conscious that if we do come in contact with something that is possible or potential, that we do take um, some proactive actions in order to limit that spread. Thanks very much, Belinda. That's reassuring to hear um, and to know that there's a good plan in place and it, it's already started. Um, so thank you for sharing uh, your expertise about monkeypox with us today. Um, we really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that all the resources connected with this episode of the show can be found at rcni.com forward slash podcast, where you can also catch up on any episodes you may have missed or simply want to play back. And we greatly appreciate any feedback, so please do rate or review us on Apple or Spotify podcasts, which will also help other people to find us. I hope you enjoyed the show. 